Good morning, welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Neon Jellyfish Arcade. I am your host, Philip, and with me as always is Sean. How are you doing this week, Sean? All good, all good. Managed to land that intro this time. Yeah. <laughs> After the, the uh, last week. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, again, we're, we'll be looking at Microsoft's uh, Flight Simulator that's just released on the Xbox. Can it fly on the Xbox? That's what everyone's asking for, Sean. <laughs> sure they are. Yeah. Um and also looking at just of where we looked at where games marketing lied to us, I just found was a quite an interesting topic. But first as always, we'll be looking at what games we play this week. So you so what games have you been playing this week? Not too much to be fair. I've done a little bit of Microsoft Flight Simulator and that's probably about it. Um this afternoon, I'll have some time, but obviously I won't be talking about it then uh, until kind of next week. But I, I am meaning to try and get uh, some time in with uh, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword because um, that's been sitting there for about a couple of weeks now since it came out. Um, mm. But I guess Flight Simulator, I was just more intrigued by Flight Simulator because I knew I wouldn't potentially be spending hours and hours with it. I was sort of more yeah, as I said, kind of curious about sort of flying around landmarks or at least places you've been to kind of thing, like when you go on holiday or wherever to places to sort of sort of fly around those those areas. I mean it's don't get me wrong, from that kind of perspective you might view it a bit like a glorified Google Earth type of thing, because you can kind of do that already on a Google Earth, you don't need Microsoft Flight Simulator, but it was that kind of fascination that drew me to suddenly give that a dive and and, and come up to the mental hospital to get back on Game Pass. No, no, I can't believe it when you tell me you're back out of the mental asylum. Yeah, <laughs> Xbox and not having Game Pass, I was, I was mentally defective according to you, but I'm back on Game Pass to try this game, so I'm no longer insane. Well, not by that standard anyway, but <laughs> other standards possibly, but <laughs> Game Pass-wise, I'm fit and healthy for the time being anyway. Oh, well, good. I, I was getting worried, but I'm glad that everything is all okay. Um, and you're back on the straight and narrow, and we haven't got to worry about you for some time. For, for at least a month, you know, I could re- relapse and go back into sort of going crazy by having an Xbox and not having Game Pass. But, but we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> we can only, one can only hope, Sean, one can only hope. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of like you, um, just been playing some game pass um just been playing uh obviously what's it called flight simulator playing it now in fact but i've I've got completely lost um just been playing that because again as you said it's the technology that i'm more inclined to see um i say my partner saw me playing it the other day and she couldn't understand she thought it was the most boring game she's ever seen (laughs) as i was just well, Flying from what around. I've played, I've not played a lot. I don't know when you want to go into talking about it. We're going in a second. I did find it a bit, I don't know, I kind of, yeah, there's certain things, I would, but I've only played really the one mode. So once I get a bit more into it, it might be a, not as, you know, there might be different aspects to it. So, yeah. Well, okay, well, there we are. So um, following on from that, uh, just giving you some news. There isn't much to talk about. Again, a very quiet week. It always seems to be quiet in the summer. Um, well, I don't know. The, the, obviously, the big story is obviously that Activision Blizzard stuff. So. Well, I can see. So maybe you can bring us up to speed on that. What is the latest? Well, I, I don't follow it to it because, like I said there's, uh, last week, there's part of me where it's like, let's just sort of see how this stuff plays out because I did watch something where someone else had a take on it and they were sort of saying like some of the demands and stuff like that from staff seem to be more around uh, the issue of diversity in the in their workplace and making sure they get more women in and more people of colour in and more people from basically different sort of ethnic backgrounds and stuff like that as opposed to addressing the issue of this kind of sexual harassment 
kind of culture there. It, like someone was saying, they're sort of two different things. It's like the the demands that maybe someone, this isn't all the employees, but some of the employees were making were around more diversity. Whereas the thing that's kind of sparked this all off is more around the sort of harassment and sexual harassment that allegedly is all sort of going on there. So this person was sort of suggesting like <clears throat> maybe some of the employees have used this as an opportunity to sort of push uh, this more political or ideolo- ideological perspective to to make the workplace more diverse and, and stuff like that, which isn't what the original case is kind of about type of thing. Um and like I said, obviously there could be parts of that going on, and it could just be, um, you know, that you know it doesn't look good for Activision Blizzard, as as well type of thing. Like if these allegations are are true, um, but as I said, there's part of me. It's like there's so much of the media that's sometimes willing to just jump on without the the facts and stuff like. Um, that, that you don't you don't necessarily get the true story straight away. I want to say I saw something. It was quite old. It was quite interesting. I think it was from um, Denzel Washington. He was giving an interview, but he was talking in general terms about the media, about how the media, the racist come first, not to not to be truthful. Perhaps like it doesn't. The truth kind of is in today's society. It's maybe got a bit lost the races to report on something first regardless of what the facts or the truth are behind it the races for your outlet or, or whatever to, to to be first to break the, the the story type of thing as opposed to perhaps give an accurate and i'm not saying that's necessarily the issue here but personally i sometimes feel that's the way some of this stuff sort of goes you'll you'll get these overblown headlines and and stuff and then when it actually comes to it like I said, there could be some muddying of the waters here. Like like I said, it's already some of the people that walked out have already appeared to be using this to to make the company more diverse, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But like I said, it's at the end of the day, as I said last time, you would imagine they're hiring people as a business that they feel can get the work done most effectively quickly and to a decent standard that you know and if it, to some degree it doesn't matter where who you are where you come from type of thing if you can do the job then you you might say that's all that matters but however I'm aware like obviously in some industries like it'd be who you know rather than what you know type of thing so as I said uh, I and I've repeated myself a bit there, but I'd leave it to the process to let this kind of stuff all, all wash out. Like you've got loads of conflicting things. And I guess when it's all kind of brought together and everyone can make their case, that's when you're hopefully getting more balanced. Obviously, if you don't believe in the legal system or anything like that, then obviously I guess you might say, well, it doesn't matter when it goes through that process. But We'll see. It's something I'm kind of curious about, but like I said, it's hard to, because I don't have all the facts and don't have all the knowledge and people will wildly go off in their own sort of directions with this kind of thing. So it's very hard to get a kind of balanced view. So I guess I take a sort of backseat approach and just sort of, I can see people saying this on one side and I can see people saying this on the other and uh, sort of, just sort of see how it how it plays out type of thing fair enough fair enough i know they staged the walkout um early this week I, I can't see how long the walkout was for i heard a report that it was for four hours yeah i'm, well, I'm under the impression it didn't last longer than a day because i knew it was on the wednesday i believe but um... yeah about four hours I don't know about you i've had half days that have lasted that long it didn't seem like a particularly fearful of a walkout. It just seemed to be a little bit half-hearted, if you ask me. 
But that's just my opinion, obviously. I just thought a walkout was meant to be something, you know, everyone gets up and goes. Um, but it seemed for four hours was the report and I, that I read. And I, I just can't believe that was right when I read it. It was like four hours. So yeah, but you might it. even argue, even if it's just a day, like, would that be... The, the even if it was a day, I don't think it would be enough. Yeah, I know, it's... but you could argue that with everything. Everyone that goes on strikes, I think, the idea is... They go on strikes for weeks. Sometimes, or for four yeah, days, but, but the idea is to kind of cause some disruption, or to even yeah. bring it to people's attention. Like if you've got the workforce off for a day or an afternoon, it's like, but why are we paying these people to stand outside? So but a day, the idea is to bring it to people's attention. Uh, 100%, you, I agree. I hundred percent agree. But four hours won't cause. Well, we've got a load of media coverage. So yeah, no, but to it, some it degree, already... does it matter if it's four hours or four minutes? No, no. It's, it's been the executives at Activision would have made note, and that was the objective. But the thing so is, I would say, was... as long as you're achieving your objective, does it? But matter? the thing is, it was already in the media. It was. It was already. It's already. Yeah, but this kept this in the media because they reported mm. on this. St- well, they reported on it, didn't they? They did, but I don't know. It just. It seems like a poorly timed, poorly executed because. It was already in the media. Yes, you probably got a few more headlines on the Wednesday, but already, but it was if they well, done it. The idea is to keep weeks. the pressure on the executives to supposedly for, for get something. Well, to keep it in the media, like if you for, sit for, there and you do nothing. So you're telling me after Wednesday, nothing has been written about this. No, but I think it would have been written in the regardless. I don't think it added anything. That you're, yeah, you're right. I don't. Well, the more anything. you keep kicking something up, the more you. You know, you, you keep I agree, the story yeah. alive. Well, no, you don't. But you're saying if you're if you sit down and you be compliant, the story's still going to be kept alive. No, it would. I'm be saying alive. if you keep kicking up yeah. and whether no, it's no, a short walkout or regardless, I agree then with that point. I agree with that alive. point. But timing is everything. If you do it while <laughs> it's still hot and it's still in the media's attention, it's less impactful. You do it when it's starting to slow down because it's not even been a week. Then you would have got more of it. Then it would have been more of keeping it alive. But it was the fire was all. Yeah, but then lit. you'll get people on the other side that might say, "Well, why are you walking out like to a, like a month after the event type of thing? Like all the well, all not. the heat's been taken out of." Not a know, month I, after. I get your not a month like, after, but a week maybe <clears throat> after or two weeks you after. You just that's complained that it's only it's not cold. even been a week. It wasn't even a week before the walkout, so all the eyes were already on it. Four hours, I don't think, is a big time i don't think it's ever going to really make a difference um to much of uh to the activision in terms of lost productivity if it was four hours i heard it was four hours and four hours is it a lot of time but when they put 60 hours in i don't think it is i, I personally don't think it's a, a lot of time um i just thought it was strange for a walkout it just seemed to be it didn't seem to have the conviction as i know some walkouts can do where they go off for three or four days and say, no, we're going to go off until next Monday. If they went out on Wednesday, didn't come back on Monday, I would say that would be a big disruption. Then they were... But for well, we hours... have a difference of opinion. I mean, like I said, I, I feel the objective was was kind of achieved by keeping the story, story alive and pushing whatever agenda they were trying to push or, or keep that going to get more of the gaming websites and stuff on on their side and stuff like that show they're unhappy and stuff like that that's to me i kind of saw that more as the objective and they can you know they've made their feelings well and clearly known i don't see by holding off two or three weeks how that would make that any what that would have achieved but well, I would say that things perhaps. haven't changed. We're bringing it up again because things haven't changed. They haven't, yeah. Activision haven't even had a chance to change things, have they? they haven't even had a chance. Well, all... some people might argue: Do they need to check? Like I said, to me, that's it's a, you don't. You're you're kind of getting that one side of the story. You've not really heard too much from the the bosses and the executives other than it's something they need to look into and investigate and there is part of me that's like well in this process yeah you you need to uh, I don't know if they make the I mean they're 
because there's been a so so overblown, I, I kind of believe, or well, not overblown, that's the wrong term, but because this has been so publicised, I feel that that investigation should, to some degree, be made public, and then you'll be able to see a, a more balanced approach because at the moment the only thing comes out obviously is from some current employees which I do feel holds weight and maybe some ex-employees which I feel maybe rightly or wrongly doesn't quite hold as much weight it depends I guess under the circumstances in which those employees left perhaps but um but yeah you're you're getting it from the one perspective of the employees versus the company you've not really heard too much necessarily on the company response um, I know there's been some reports about conflicting sort of things where some people some executives the tone of maybe some of their emails feels like they want to sort of move on just get past this whereas others have conflicted and said well we need to look at this and find out what's happened and as I said you've got reports um, that I've seen from people reporting on say like well some people use the, the opportunity to to say well it's more of a to address this issue it's more of a diversity thing within the company which isn't obviously at the heart of the thing the heart of the thing was that it was more of this sort of sexist harassment and sexual harassment kind of frat boy culture that was going on that was the idea and to sort of, I don't know, maybe there's something to it, but I don't know, some people might say it's a bit of a leap to say, well, the, the way you get rid of harassment is by making everything diverse. I don't know, maybe that is a, is a case. I, I don't know what the sort of research would sort of say to that, but uh, again, like I said, you've kind of got, they, to me, they're two sort of separate issues about harassment and diversity. I'd say they're two, two different things. Oh well, there we are. It will rage on, I'm sure. The um, thing, say, when there's more to report, we'll keep it updated. Um, keep a closer eye on these things. Um, apart from that, um, they got their Halo Infinite uh, beta seems to be coming out. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how to get into this beta though. Do you know, Sean? <laughs> I don't know. and I'll be honest I don't care I, I, I mean Halo doesn't do an awful lot for me so if I'm going to give the new Halo a go I, I'm quite happy to wait until the thing comes out like I'm not desperate to be like I need to be in this beta like uh, you know I lived without Halo yesterday if I could access the beta today uh, I, I, quite, my life's not going to come to an end if I live without Halo today type of thing um, yeah, I mean, they did post that uh, 343 did ask for people to not put campaign spoilers on their channel as people have been data mining it. I know some spoilers have come out um, it, already for about the campaign and the 343 industries have, have pleaded for people do not ruin the game, do not give out spoilers because um, they don't obviously want to ruin it. Um, because obviously people are going to be data mining it so they've asked us people to keep it uh, on the low and hopefully people will be able to respect that and not be uh, ruining the game for everyone so but that, that's I mean there's nothing really of a major reports um, to come out uh, for this week um, which will now take us nicely on to the, uh, probably the only game that was really uh... one thing actually I was going to just very briefly mention <clears throat> slightly to link to the um, Activision thing was I would saw something online I was just curious as your thoughts where someone was going through obviously at some point soon I'd imagine in September we might get the announcement of the final Smash character and obviously they were sort of saying that oh so many of the big ones have already been announced and obviously it was always I know it's always really high up on some people's list would be the I guess sort of Crash Bandicoot or Spyro and obviously they're Activision characters. I'm just wondering if that is the final character. Do you reckon because of what's going on, Nintendo would maybe try it? Again, we don't know that stuff. Nintendo might decide. I mean, the other suggestion is if Nintendo went sort of first party on this stuff, they'd introduce a um, Gen 8 Pokemon from like Sword or Shield or, uh, or something like that because that doesn't 
like every generation, I think of Pokemon as representation apart from the latest one. Um, mm. So some people say that might be it. But if it was a Crash Bandicoot or Spyro, do you reckon Nintendo might think, you know, that the t- it would be a good, strong third-party character to, to finish the DLC with? But do you reckon they would hold back while all of this is going on to even if it had to be pushed into next year or until just it quietens down for a moment because obviously some people are saying they I mean I believe it when I see it because people like games when they talk about boycotting Activision Blizzard um, I don't think Call of Duty is going to suffer no, <laughs> one bit you. but uh, I'd, I'd just be curious to, to sort of know if you feel like Nintendo would be Gosh, their final characters tied to Activision Blizzard, and they've got all this stuff going on. Shall we postpone the release of that final character? No. <clears throat> See, you answer. don't think they will? Okay. No, I was just curious no. on what you think. No, I think that we remember. I do think. And that's that if they're... it is. Obviously, obviously, if it isn't anything to do with Activision Blizzard, then obviously there's not an issue there just because of the issues surrounding them at the moment. I just wondered if Nintendo might be will hold off for a little bit until that flows over yeah I, I, I think you have to remember video games are very much sometimes I think in a vacuum like what we think and what we say I don't think holds too much weight because I, unfortunately there is a lot of people still playing their games to this day a lot of people still buying loot boxes a lot of people there's there's too much going on um, that we don't see. It's like if Activision would only ever take note, or Nintendo would ever take note if this was to cost them money, or if they weren't being games weren't being played as such. And I don't think. I mean, I don't. What, what character was it again? Did you say? Well, obviously the really rumored one, or the one people I think would like the most, uh, would be Crash Bandicoot because he would kind of complete that sort of nineties sort of platformer collector fun type okay you've got banjo kazooie you've got mario you've got sonic i don't know uh crash bandicoot would fit quite nicely in to to that mix of of those sort of 90s mascot characters as it were type of thing um that's why i think a lot of people would like that character obviously they've not done an activision character before so um I, I i'm not saying that would be the case but obviously that was one a lot because a lot of people thought Crash might come when they brought um, Crash Bandicoot Four about time to the uh, to the Switch. They thought when they announced that they might also announce that he would be a you know to tie it in. So the fact they didn't do that means he might not be on the roster at all type of thing. Because if he was gonna tie him in, it might have been better to do it when you're releasing a Crash Bandicoot game as well. Yeah, I really like I'll a one-two sh- punch. I'll be shocked if Crash Bandicoot makes it in. I really would. I just don't think Activision. Uh, I think we said about this before. I just don't think Activision would do it. I just don't see them wanting to put one of their titles or anything they own into the hands of another company. I could yeah. be wrong, but I just can't see them doing it. Well, as I said, this is meant to come out this year. It's the final one. So I, I, th- I don't guarantee... think we'll get the announcement in August. So I think it will be a September announcement. No, I think you're I think you're right, but I think it will be another JRPG character at uh, JRPG, another, you know, game that's mainly big in Japan. Where I don't know. I think they will wanna I think they will wanna if I mean I could be wrong, I think they will wanna try and do it a, a sort of mass appeal character, so that could not go down well because as I said you could do a Pokemon which that's popular worldwide, but it would feel like we've got a load of Pokemon already. Although as I said we don't have any Gen eight representation. Um obviously Waluigi was always a uh, a sort of fan favourite that seemed to always get asked for whether they finally decide to chuck him in as his own character if they went first party but I kind of feel they would try and do something that would be not so this is a western character as this is a, I mean as I said I feel I don't know what Crash Bandicoot's popularity is like in the uh, in the in like Japan and stuff um, but I feel that would be a big sort of event if he did I feel that would be well uh, some people said obviously if they went back to Microsoft 
whether they would get someone like Master Chief. Again, I feel if you went, got another big first party character type of thing, I know Crash Bandicoot's not kind of first party to any of the main um, console holders, but uh, I feel he's big enough by himself that he would cause enough waves. But if you went to Sony, which again, I feel is very unlikely, or Microsoft to, to, to get another character that that would cause a bigger thing. Uh, but if it's a Nintendo first party character, obviously, if you're already on, on, if you already own a Switch, then chances are you're probably quite familiar with Nintendo characters. So therefore, you're going to know it's not going to be like, who the hell is this? Who's Waluigi? Or, or, I mean, you might be a bit unsure of Pokemon, perhaps, because um, there's so many of them. You might be, who's this Pokemon? If you haven't kept up with it all. But, yeah. Who's this Pokemon? <laughs> I, I think, you know, you, you might, that seems more plausible to me. I don't, um, yeah, I just don't think they would make it too too obscure if someone like, you know, Terry Bogart from the SNK Fighters <laughs> or, uh, I'm not saying Tekken's that obscure, but I mean, uh, you know, it's, the fighting games to some degree are a bit sort of niche and I get why that, I can't think of his name now, but why that Tekken character was added. But I don't think they would go down that route personally for the final fighter i thought they would want it that final fighter to have a slightly more broader appeal to try and end on a on a high or if they went first party i don't think it would garner the same the same amount of um praise but again it would be a, a i guess an okay way to round it off like everyone every person that owns that game would know in most cases if it was another Nintendo kind of licensed character, who that character is. So Nintendo aren't going to go too random and pick like some race that no one's heard of from F-Zero, are they? They, they would make it a Pokemon or a Waluigi or, or even another Donkey Kong kind of character. You know, they would pick a sort of more familiar type of character if they're pulling from their own um, franchises type of thing. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, yeah, but there we are. We just have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, but moving on. Um, so we'll move on to Microsoft Flight Simulator. Obviously, one of the brand new games that's just come out recently. It's nice to have a. Uh, it's nice to have actually a new game to play. Obviously, on, on the old um, Game Pass. You downloaded it. I didn't realize um, how big of a game it was going to be. I must have, even I was shocked at how much space this game I don't know out. actually it's less than I thought it was going to be no it's, it seems like I downloaded a 97 gig and then I had to do an update of 23 gig it just seemed like this game was just forever oh, yours <laughs> must be bigger than mine yeah this mine only be... takes up 102 or something yeah in total. I... but obviously I'm playing on the Series S just for those that aren't aware so, so obviously it might be bigger on the X Maybe it is, but I, because I, I don't know if they've deleted it. I just remember downloading 97 gig and I was like, right, this game's finally done. Then another 27 gig. I had to like, download 102 from the get go. And then I had to download like a gig and a half the other night as an update for it. Yeah, um, well, just just to sort this out, let me just go into the settings. And but the overall, because I have mine. So the games that I have on my hard drive, I've been sorted by a size. So obviously, um, Flight Simulator is top with 102 because obviously it's got it written on them. But if you sort them that way, so that's 102. And then Mass Effect, something like 93, I think, something like that. Uh, they're my two biggest games now. I think Hitman is something like 64. And what's the other one I've got? Cyberpunk is something like 59 or so. Yeah, that's about it. But that's about my series. I used up pretty much. I think I've used up 96% of the hard drive space. (laughs) You are right. It's 92, it's 102 gig um, for both me. So I think obviously that 23 gig must have deleted some of it and then re updated it. Or I just couldn't believe it when I downloaded it. I was like, oh, God's sake. Here we go again. Um, But I've been playing it. Have you been playing it, Sean? Yeah, not crazy amounts. Um, I um, I'm gonna go through it a bit. The 
this afternoon. Uh, I'll try and fit in a bit of Zelda, as I mentioned earlier as well. But um, yeah, I'm going to go through and maybe look at some of the challenges and some of the sort of training, which I guess is more like the, as it were, tutorials for the game. Because all I've messed around with so far, um, a little bit in the evenings, is um, the sort of globe mode, where you can just jump straight into like the real world, as it were, type of thing. And you can pick a, like, zoom around and sort of look at airports. You select an airport you want to start from and an airport you want to land at. And then you can kind of get going. But you don't have to stay, obviously, on route or whatever. You can, like, if you're flying around and you sort of see some landmarks off in the distance, obviously, you can start going off over there. Obviously, you just won't get to the the destination that that quickly. Um the only thing I've, and this might be purely for the type of mode it is, because I've just been, because I'm in just like a kind of glider plane type of thing, which obviously moves incredibly slow. But I guess the benefit of that is that you get to take in the sort of views in that below. Obviously, if I was going in a proper kind of passenger plane or anything any quicker, obviously, I'd be moving at much quicker speed over the sort of landmarks and stuff below. So I wouldn't be able to. <clears throat> so pardon me uh wouldn't be able to kind of take it in so i i guess there's, there's pros and cons but like i said i need to get a bit more familiar because i'm guessing maybe unlock different planes uh, i don't know if in that globe mode if you're always stuck with that glider plane because obviously i wouldn't advise sort of traveling any real distance in that because i was uh for those that don't know, I quite like uh, like Romania is a place that I've been to before and I quite like. So I set a destination to travel there. It took me over an hour just to get out of the UK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was like, I was just like in that plane. I was like, it was quite cool to fly over London and all of that and see the different sort of landmarks and stuff like that. But I was like, oh my God, it was like an hour and a half and I was just over the sea. I was just like... Um, heading obviously into Europe to, to get over to Eastern Europe. But I was like, at this rate, if it took, because in real time, I think on a normal passenger plane, that's like a three hour flight. But the fact I'd only just left the UK after an hour, like it suggested, yeah, I was going to be there for about sort of probably eight or nine hours in the, in the plane I was in to, to, to make that distance. But like I said, I, I get, I'm under the impression that plane is, design more for you to be able to take in the views and, and stuff like that. Uh, the one thing I did quite like is that it's kind of done to real time type of thing. So when I, because yeah. I, I did it after work. So when I was flying, it was still light here uh, and the rest of Europe's ahead of us. So it was already sort of dark or, or getting dark there. So it was uh, quite cool to be flying out of the, out of the UK kind of into the, darkness of Europe if, <laughs> if you're looking at it that way type of thing uh the only bad thing is is obviously because it's done a bit real world it's it's it is kind of like flying in pitch black type of thing obviously you have the little lights on your plane and you can see the uh you've got all the sort of nav uh like the HUD stuff all around your screen to let you know your sort of altitude and your speed and all of that uh while you're flying in the dark but yeah, I'd sort of say if you're going to use that mode, ideally, obviously, you would want to make sure you do it in the day. Um, because it's done on real time, obviously, if you are deciding to... Obviously, I wasn't picking the other side of the world at that time because um, I was kind of sticking in Europe. But, yeah, if you was, if it's like daytime where you are and you're just like, oh, I want to fly off from Australia or whatever, just probably bear that in mind. Although when you are selecting your destinations and you're circling around the globe you can see obviously where it's day and where it's night before you select them so obviously you'll have an idea it's just when it's night obviously the kind of lights and that the major cities and street lights and that you can see all of that stuff going on below and it does look quite cool it's just obviously a lot of the detail of the buildings and especially if you was flying over a built-up area it's kind of lost in the dark type of thing so yeah I, I mean, for technology-wise, I think it's quite incredible. I mean, at the moment, I'm just flying around the Pyramids of Giza, which is one of what they call the discovery flights. 
where they just take you straight into a city. You can do New York, the Seychelles, um, the Nepal's, Rio de Janeiro, Pyramids of Giza, and a few other places that you might want to fly, fly around. And they, the detail is uh, is actually quite incredible. Like just like the way the shadows are cast, like it's almost. I almost and I'm not even sure how they do this, but obviously they got like little cars on the road that move around. I know it's all flat and three dimensional, but. Most of the buildings here are all... <laughs> they make any sense. They can be flat and free dimensional. Well, because you can see. So where they... So let me explain. So where they've taken Google Maps um, image or Bing Maps, and obviously, you know, if you look on Google Maps, if you just look at the road, you can see cars, can't you? And they're flat. Yeah. So they've got the flat. So on top of that, they've then got 3D modelled cars. Oh, yeah, driving. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. So you can see where the 2D cars are. And then you can see 3D cars, like, just driving. Oh, I've not seen the 2D cars. I have seen the actual 3D ones moving, travelling around. I've not seen the images of the 2D one. Yeah, and the trees are done quite nicely. And, like, it's, like, it's all built up. I mean, it is quite incredible. There's, like, I don't know how the technology of how they've managed to do it. But I did also do that. Surprised. I don't know if you've ever really used Google Earth that much. I've used it a bit. No, a lot. Center. But you'd be surprised at how good they are. Of, uh, obviously, it doesn't work everywhere. Um, but like of building up like a three-dimensional view of sort of cities and stuff. And I think even, I've not really used it too much, but you know, like Apple Maps do like a flyover view where you can, for certain, like London and New York and Paris and those kind of places, you can get a sort of virtual tour around them, but it, like around the sort of 3D model areas type of thing like it is quite sort of amazing and like i said it depends on your view how what you're looking to get out of this game because you as i said at the beginning you could even argue and this is maybe what was i was more curious about because i do quite like looking at that kind of stuff sometimes but this is to some degree of more glorified version of google earth type of thing where you're in a a plane going around it but um yeah, I am looking to, uh, when I've got a bit more time this afternoon, perhaps like to explore some of that training, as I said, slash tutorials and look at some of the, I can't remember what they call them. They're just called activities or tasks or something like that. Yeah, activities. Like, yeah, um, some of that. Because at the moment, I've done, I, I did look at one of those ones where you got to fly around, but I didn't quite get what I was sort of doing because I was doing the one where you flew around New York. And I seemed to, because uh, I wasn't sure of the controls, which is probably why I should have done the tutorial first, my plane seemed to be losing altitude. And I was, because I was in amongst all the skyscrapers, it was hard to, I was struggling to get my my plane back up to a decent height. But at the same time, I was having to kind of navigate these skyscrapers. And unfortunately, it didn't end up well. I ended up crashing. But um and then I just went to the world map mode and had a little fly around there. But I, I seem to be enjoying it. Like I said, I, I'm going to try some of those My only issue, tutorials and then maybe I'll get a bit more out of it. Well, that's what I think. I need to do the tutorials because my only issue is I come across a bug, one bug, where I was flying a uh, plane and I couldn't decrease or accelerate the throttle. A and B just stopped, stopped working for me. I had to keep on putting it into AI mode. And then the AI would adjust the speed and then coming out of AI mode. That was quite annoying. And the other thing is, you have no idea where you're flying. I'm not sure when you fly. Yeah. Point. Do you? How? Where, where does it show you? So it doesn't show you when you're sort of flying straight towards it. But if you tilt the camera, well, in the globe mode, but if you tilt the camera so you're not directly behind the plane traveling in, a, in that straight direction. So say if you're looking at down on you know sort of like map view sort of down on top of the plane when you're flying yeah. somewhere then you have a little arrow then the arrow comes into view the point where the the destination is and how many i don't know what the measurement is it's like nm yeah miles yeah i'm assuming that's what it is um but that only comes into view like in certain sort of perspectives when you're rotating the camera around oh my word because i'm like trying to fly i was trying to i thought you know what let me just fly from stansted to gatwick very short flight could not for the life of me flying stansted 
I was flying around all over the place <laughs> trying to find this goddamn Stansted Airport. I couldn't find it. I, I was wish going, there was more of a sort of you could when you're flying around that sort of free free mode or sandbox mode or whatever you want to kind of call it uh, that you was able to access you might be able to do this but I couldn't I couldn't find it the map in general to sort of find out where you around you were on like the map I know you've kind of got here's your start thing and as I said you need to just manipulate the camera a bit to to get the icon on for for the waypoint type of thing but I kind of wish you was able to sort of uh sort of zoo uh, or to go to a, a sort of map view you know like um i don't know if you've ever used this app on your phone it's, i think it's called something like flight flight radar 24 or something I'd have, yes it's a really good app so where you could sort of go out to that sort of mode and you could just sort of see a sort of top down flat 2d version of, of where you are on a map if you decided to pull that up like it doesn't even need to well, it would be quite good if it was in a little, you know, have a, have a GTA or something. Might have a mini map in one of the corners. It'd be quite cool if it was like there. But even if it wasn't like that, even if you had to bring it up in a separate, like press start and select something to bring it up, I kind of feel that'd be quite cool to sometimes see quite where you are. Because although you kind you you can see the landmarks, like if you were flying over, I don't know, I don't know, Italy or. Czech Republic I don't know somewhere that you wasn't that familiar with you might be like I don't know any of these locations type of thing and obviously it's not clear from one place to the other when you've entered from one territory to another or as in like one country to another like it'd be quite cool if you could sort of see that in a map as you're passing over from France to Germany or or, or wherever or Canada into the US or, or you know that type of that type of thing that'd be quite cool if there was a kind of mini map or as I said in a if you press start to be able to see an overall map of, of where you were especially if you had gone quite far off route but yeah, like I, I said that's just... the thing like if you wanted to be like because maybe your house or something isn't in a in a flight path but you might be like well, you know what I'm gonna sort of take the the long route and I want to fly over sort of where I live type of thing on my way wherever up to Scotland or, or wherever you're going type of thing and you take a detour but like I said it's very hard to kind of navigate because other than having the sort of waypoint and I guess that you might argue that the object of the game isn't to really just wander wherever the hell you want um yeah, maybe that's what you'd use Google Maps for if you wanted to do that kind of thing. But I don't know. I kind of feel that'd be a fit because, like I said, that is, I do feel like maybe I'm in the minority, but I'd feel like that is part of its appeal is that sort of just flying and wandering over sort of different areas. And I'm not saying you necessarily want to fly over where you live, perhaps, but. Which I did. I, I did it. Managed to pick up the A1M. <laughs> 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 and just flew it north until I hit where I wanted to go. And what I found quite amazing was that the wind farm, as just off of where you go past the wind farm, just before you turn off, um, they had the little wind farm, 3D detail modelled. I thought that, and the trees. I thought that was quite impressive. Yeah, no, and so, so some people might want to see that. And like I said, I kind of feel like people, it's a way to maybe, well, I mean, I know some of the lockdown restrictions are easing, um, I guess it depends obviously on where in the world you are as well but some people might want to kind of live vicariously <laughs> through this game type of thing <laughs> so I'm like oh it'd be interesting to sort of fly to, to, to where I'm going to go or where I was going to go or you know that sort of type of thing or where I've been in the past type of thing to sort of I don't know it's not quite obviously reliving memories or as such but yeah you know you get people that maybe quite enjoy doing the routes that they've done before. Like I said, that's kind of what I did, but I don't know if, I, if other people would necessarily... I mean, I tried, to do, do, this I tried to do Stansted to Glasgow, and I, unfortunately, um, see, it was going to take an hour. <laughs> and I just got... And as I was going up, I was kind of getting the old eyes from your partner. And I was like, like are you really going to fly this plane for an hour? <laughs> All the way up to Glasgow. And I was like... 
maybe I'll just land somewhere. But obviously, where I tried to land, they didn't have a big enough airstrip for my plane. So I was flying like a um, like a normal easy jet plane that you would get, and they did have a big enough airstrip. So the airstrip, the speed I was coming at in was way too fast, and I ended up going into the next field over. I need to work on my um, landing because um, I can take off fine. I can you know move around the plane. I can I'm, I'm struggling to find out where I need to go. There's no doubt about that. Um, but now you, well, you, you must are, know now. now uh, even though it's not, it's not a hundred percent. I just wish they said this is the way. Like it's over here. Just point your plane. They in do. The you just need to go to. You know how to change the camera. Yeah, I always fly out of the plane. Yeah. So if you just tilt it so you're looking down on the plane, you can see the nav point. Yeah, it doesn't work. I don't know. I don't know where it doesn't come up. Maybe it doesn't work for that big plane. Perhaps I don't know. Because what plane are you using? Seven four seven Intercontinental. Yeah. The, See, um... I've only been I've only been using that glider plane so far. Even when I did the little trip around New York, I was in that glider plane. Um, but like I said, uh, I think if you try and um, climb altitude too quickly, that's when I was. Again, that was like one of the very first things I did, and then I was like, I seem to just be going down and down and. I'm now having it up as I flew over Central Park and then I was like, I am now having to really try and dodge these buildings and it's not always easy and then eventually I ended up hitting one. But um and then I just decided to go to the free free world mode. But as I said, I've got some time today, so I'm probably gonna give it a a run around on the yeah, trying I think to do it's... some of the challenges and stuff and if I get into it, I get into it. If I if I don't, then I'll I I see how much I can. Because at the moment, that's the main thing I kind of jumped back in Game Pass for. If I find I'm not using it, then I might jump back. Go in. back into that mental side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jump back in. We've we've all we've been missing you. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> uh, it is a it is a nice game and. I recommend, you know, if, if you have got Game Pass, and I can't understand if you have an Xbox, why you wouldn't have Game Pass, um, I think you should definitely pick it up, give it a go. It is, as I said, it is a lovely um, world simulator, and it is just interesting to see how it, the life of a pilot, because obviously if you've ridden planes, ridden planes? Flown on planes, um, like we have, it is kind of interesting just to see, and it just shows you how small the world actually is when you're up there. Like a how fast you can get to places, oh, I think. I couldn't get anywhere that fast. <laughs> well, it's just crazy. Like I got off from Stansted to Gatwick, is like eleven minute flight. Yeah, I mean, you try to do that eleven minutes, and just like I was flying over Luton, and I was like, See, I don't mind the fact it goes slow. And like I said, this is maybe something I've learned in the tutorials, but to have a um, the sort of more autopilot thing. Because obviously if you take your hands off the control, you start I found my plane always started to tilt or, I don't know, in that glider one, the front was heavier than the back. So after a little while, it was on a, it was starting to lose its sort of altitude, not rapidly, but gradually. And obviously if you wasn't keeping an eye on it, um, but it'd be, quite cool if you sit up the destination obviously the wind or whatever can blow you a little bit off course but in general terms if you could kind of sit up the destination just let the autopilot on and I kind of feel it would almost be to some degree in that respect a kind of cool game to have on in the background you know if you're doing something else type of thing like (laughs) nice no but you know like well yeah almost like that kind of thing I almost feel that would be quite not all the time obviously but I kind of feel that'd be quite cool if you were traveling over Europe or America or something like that or wherever um and you just have this sort of autopilot I don't know the sound of the planes I mean I get it's meant to be realistic but it's just when you're up there and all you can hear is that bloody engine go it's just I can get like it's like if you're traveling somewhere, you're going to be doing it for two or three hours, and the only noise you've got to accompany you is that drowning or that the humming of the engine, the whole route type of thing. For like, I can sort of feel like I don't know whether there should be some engagement. I mean, there's nothing to stop you putting your headphones in and listening to something, but it's just feels like there should be 
I don't know, to just sit there listening to this. I can see why some people might, if to watch, especially if you're not playing or navigating yourself, it could be quite boring type of thing um, to watch to, to watch someone just, just playing, just going, in my case, quite slowly across the, the continent uh, <laughs> to get to somewhere. Um, with that, just that sound of that engine can be quite sort of, uh, I don't know what the word would be to, to describe it, but it's, yeah, it makes the game very non-interesting from an audio. Yeah, I see my, my partner looked at it and she was like, <laughs> walked out the room. I mean, one <laughs> thing I thought would be quite a good spin-off game, I don't know if Microsoft would do this, but again, this is more my fascination with being able to sort of virtually move around cities and as if you had like a... I mean, it might already exist, like a drone simulator type of thing. You know, if you were sort of more intimate with some of the cities, it wouldn't be like, it wouldn't replace Flight Simulator. But that idea of being able to navigate around some of these sort of environments in a sort of more intimate way. Because obviously, if you go too close in a plane, obviously, you are, obviously, when you're high up it doesn't necessarily feel like you're traveling at a high speed even though you are but... no it feels like i'm absolutely just dawdling along at the moment i'm trying to get to thirty-seven thousand feet see my one and that glider plane i want to go to about 1200 so and that's about its sort of limit to be fair so um and i don't think i'm traveling particularly obviously i'm not traveling particularly fast I would be if obviously I was on the ground because I don't think I only do about 120 miles. So no, it must be quicker than that, but I don't know. I forget now what the speed was, but it wasn't particularly quick. As I said, I get the impression obviously that glider one is more so you can take in the sights and that type of thing, um, which is good. It's just obviously if you're, like I said, I don't know if I need to unlock some planes or, or whatever to use that because it's that sort of free free view mode type of thing to be able to I don't know if that's the reason why you're given that plane because as I said you can people... there is a there's 22 planes you can play as uh, all right well maybe I'll, as I said I'll, I hope to get a bit more into it uh, a bit later on play around with it a bit more well, there we go. Well, I hope you enjoyed our kind of a little view. We've run out of time this week, this week, but we'll be back next week and we can have, talk about our uh, things. I want everyone to, if you can, email into me on Jellyfish Arcade. Games that will lie to you through marketing. It will be our topic of conversation next week. Yeah, you didn't even... I did. We, we ran out, Sean. You, we ran out. <laughs> I, keep, I, I, I need to run a tighter show, people say. Um, but I said, how can you put Sean Holt on a leash? <laughs> now the answer is you can't. It's not many people have tried and failed. But there, but thank you again for making us part of your week. Um, we'll be back next week um, to talk about our subject. So any complaints, questions, or comments, please email them to me at neonjellyfisharcade at gmail dot com, and I'll be happy to read them. But for this week, thank you, and I it's goodbye for me. Goodbye for me. Catch you next time. <laughs>